Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the Deal. deal. Listen, to the deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 105 at Edmonton. Hour number two of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you. The show is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex, who wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex is .ca's Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. You can reach us on the River Creek Resort Casino hotline at 780-496-0063. Sportsnet Specmark Specter for the horses and horse racing Alberta. Live thoroughbred racing back at Century Mile each Friday and Sunday evening. They're back to full fan access, but you can always watch and wager online at hbibet.com. Post time is at 6.15. just before we bring back Sportsnet Spec, I want to read a text on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday through Saturday. Here we go. This texter comes in saying, Bob, apparently you've not listened to 31 Thoughts today with Elliot Friedman. Chicago is rumored to buy out Keith's contract if no trade takers. So blank, blank, blank with your big package of good young players to acquire Keith. Tell Stan to take 50% and give us Strom or blank, blank, blank out of here. Uh, okay. I, I have reached out to Elliot Friedman. And he said that, I said, did you say Chicago might have to buy Keith out today on 31 Thoughts? He said, no, I suggested it as a possibility. Mark, I'm going to get you to put your thinking hat on here. Do you think Chicago would contemplate buying Duncan Keith out? I don't think they would. Do you? Well, I mean, this is information that we just don't know. How badly does Duncan Keith want to sever ties here? Right. Right. My understanding is that Duncan Keith, over the last few years, has sort of fancied himself in that Nick Lidstrom vein. I'm going to play my whole career in Chicago. But right. he's watching what's going on there. He's playing, uh, you know, by all accounts, he's, he's playing the way he's always played. And he's out there every night with these young kids. The team's not getting better. And I, I, my understanding is he's reached the point where he said to Stan, no Stan, 
I'm not going to finish my career here. I'm asking for a trade. And I'm, because I have a no move, here's where I want to go. This is public record. His son's name is Colton. He's eight years old. He lives in Penticton with his mother. And it's been a real bear, as anyone could understand, trying to get young Colton into Chicago to spend time with his father. I mean, it's a full day of flying can for I, a young I, child. So I tell that's you the what? thing for Duncan Keith, and he's trying to yeah. remedy that, Bob. As per uh, Cap Friendly, can I tell you why I think that it, it might be a long shot that Keith were to be uh, bought out here? Do you know what his hmm. cap hit? Do you know what the cap hit is? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, it's, because it's five there's and a, a half. Two-thirds no, no. two of five and a half. It's not two-thirds five and a half because there was bonus structure put in uh, early in the deal. Okay, the cap yeah, enforce yeah because it was one of these deals that was from before. It's it's got a stiff penalty at the end of the so it's four million this year, Mark, four point six million next year, and then six hundred thousand and six hundred thousand on the cap on the cap. Okay. okay, so now he's only actually owed. Uh, what's he owed? He's owed $3.6 million in real dollars. But in terms of the cap for Chicago, it's going to work out to a $9.876 million cap hit because of the structure of the deal, including okay. including 4 and $4.6 million. So in that situation, I don't see how it benefits Chicago. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm completely out. Hey, no. like, but to me, that doesn't look like the type of contract you just go and buy out. Well, here's here's what I'll tell you. It's my understanding that the Edmonton Oilers, if given the chance to take Duncan Keith um, and his full salary and not give up anything or give up, you know, relatively nothing, they would do so, right? They would t- they would not say to Chicago, no, 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 you got to pay half. The Oilers are ready to pay him five and a half, in my opinion. Uh, it's a question of what you have to give up for, you know, to a GM that has to trade the player. So what we have here, Bob, is we have a, a probably is Duncan Keith a Hall of Fame player? You know what? He'll certainly be in the conversation for a Hall of Fame player. Uh, and we certainly have a guy who will be on the whatever Chicago calls its ring of honor, right? He's one of the yes. greats in Chicago history. They will retire number two in Chicago, right? Well, we're going to agree on that. Do you know? Do you know what has to happen? Like. Do you know what happens in these situations, Mark? You know who plays the role of the heavy? It's not the Oilers. It's not another NHL team. Jerry Johansson has taken over Duncan Keith as a client. He's the guy that's got to get the the cold tap on the shoulder at some point and say, "All right, Jerry, you got to flex a bit here for me. You got to push. You got to push Chicago." That's that's kind of how it's got to happen here. So the right. So if the black like there's certain prospects that to me are no fly zones. Those prospects are Bouchard and Broberg on defense and Holloway and McLeod up front. And then I I would be leery even having Samarukov and Lavoie yeah. in the mix. Now, one thing that always happens is everybody always overvalues their own prospects. But there's six names there that if I'm if I'm the Oilers, I, I don't know if I'm including said player. In in in, uh, mm-hmm. in the deal, I mean, again, nine point eight seven six million dollars to Chicago charged on the cap 
four million. They're not buying them out. Four point six, and then they still got a six hundred thousand dollar hit for twenty uh, twenty three, twenty four, and twenty four, twenty five. After Bob. four, four, four point six, six hundred k, six hundred k. I don't see that happen. Yeah. Stan Bowman could trade him to the Edmonton Oilers for for straight across for Caleb Jones. So you could trade him for a fifth round pick. He's not buying him out and incurring that cost. Right? The ability for Stan Bowman to move the entirety of Duncan Key's contract and not ever have to pay on it again is at his fingertips. It's just a question of him looking at his, you know, at his fan base and saying, "Did I get enough for this guy?" Well, if in the end he's down to basically one team here to trade with, or two if you count Seattle. Stan Bowman has to look at the player who has serviced his club exceptionally well. He's like I said, they're going to retire number two one day in Chicago. The fan base loves the guy. He's given them everything. I think you can look at your fan base and say, you know what? Duncan Keith has this personal thing in his life. He wanted to move on. Did I get fair value for the player? You know what? You can say I didn't get fair value for the player. What I didn't do is buy him out and incur that giant cap hit every year. What I didn't do is sort of corner or, or mess over the Hall of Fame player that's been a Blackhawk for life. I'm well, doing him a service. I'm doing him a service. I'm not t- taking on any collateral damage, and I'm getting back a player that can play for us. It's not Sam Bowman's fingertips, Bob. He can make that move in an hour if he wants. Absolutely. And in, in fairness to the situation in Chicago, frankly, they have some other challenges that are pretty significant, dire, and serious that they have to deal with in their own organization. They don't need this to become a mess as well. So we'll see what happens here. Uh, thank you. We had multiple people text us about Elliot's comments on 31 Thoughts. Of course, he's on the show each Friday. Again, just looking at it quickly from a cap hit perspective, I think it'd be a long shot. Spec thinks it's a long shot. Mark, we have Sebastian Cosa coming up at 135 today. Oh, good. Now we're going to switch. Okay. And our switch is this. Do you have any concerns about drafting a goaltender in the first round of the NFL, of uh, the NHL draft? Uh, in the NFL draft, I'd have a concern. In the NHL draft, no, not at all. If you, you know, if, if my intel tells me that we've got a guy that has a good percentage of being a franchise goalie, and that's tough with young goalies, I get it, folks. Right, a lot of wrong choices have been made over the years. But if I'm in the, where are the Oilers? What are the Oilers? Nineteenth. Nineteenth. Right. If I'm down at nineteen. And I think that I've got a guy. If they think Kosa could be a franchise guy, no, I'd make that pick. The orders haven't made that pick for a long, long time. Maybe it's time to, huh? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm totally open to it, right? And the other thing is you better have more information on this guy than anybody else, right? He's right underneath your own nose. Um you yeah. would have, you know, I, 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 I know how many times the Oilers had. Well, for eight of the games, I can tell you how many times the Oilers had various people watching Sebastian Cosa in Edmonton. Because all I had to do is look up over my shoulder at the downtown yeah. community arena, I could see which of the management staff was watching the kid play. He started seven of the eight games that Cam Moon and myself were able to go to this year that weren't conflicts uh, with the Oilers' schedule, and. Uh, Mark, he's good. He's really good. He's probably well. Everyone's in agreement on that, right? It's not. This isn't um, you know one of those second round picks out of the Oil Kings that Edmonton made a few years ago, where only the Oilers thought he was good. (laughs) You know, this is a a player that that all amateur 
scouts and, and hockey people are looking at, everyone's agreeing that he's very good. I think there's less variance here than there has been in the past. Yeah, you know what? We say that, but they should have, like Griffin Reinhardt, okay? And I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I thought Griffin Reinhardt could play in the NHL as a 3-4 NHL defenseman. I did. And mm-hmm. I I saw Griffin play, oh, 50, 60 games of the Edmonton Oil Kings. But what I didn't know was how hard he worked. And, and, you know, now I ask different questions on players as well. What's his work rate at, off the ice? How committed is he? How much does he want it? How badly does he want to play? What do what are the what are the trainers and the equipment guys say, say about him? Not, yep. not, the, not the coach or the GM. And, but in, certainly in the case with Kosa, <laughs> and, and the other thing is, what do players on other teams in the league say? Like one guy said to me that's playing in the league right now, said Sebastian Kosa was the toughest guy in the Oil Kings team. That's <laughs> what he says back. So did we lose Mark there for a second? Really? Oh, yeah. Well, the goalie? Six. He's yeah. the toughest guy. I like that. He said well, he's I'm not tough. sure Mike Smith isn't right up there with the oil. <laughs> there you go. All right, Mark, let's blast through some text here. You can jump in and respond as well. Come on, Spectre. The Oilers do not need to take on the full Duncan Keith contract. Chicago is in the tough position, not the Oilers. Spectre, this is just bad management if Hollow doesn't take advantage of that. What's your response, Mark? Oh, that's, that's the art of the deal, I guess. That's the art of the deal. You know what? If you can find a way to give up some salary, I guess what I'm trying to say to you is you're getting a, a second-pairing defenseman who's a very good player. He's bringing you a whole bunch of intangibles. He's a guy that you would pay $5.5 million on the market. Doesn't mean you have to if you can get away without. But I'll say this finally, the more salary Chicago eats, the better prospect you're going to have to give them. You might be better to pay the money and not give up uh-huh. near as much player. Uh-huh. Mitch in a grader says, Bob, you never mentioned Keith's cap hit when arguing about his intangibles. With a flat cap for the foreseeable future, don't you think $5.5 million can be used elsewhere more effectively? If veteran leadership is so important, why not look at Toronto and what they're doing with Spezza and Thornton for minimal uh, salary? Well, those guys were unrestricted free agents that went back to Toronto on cheap deals, okay? And they are not in a top six forward or top four defenseman role. Those guys are support players further down the lineup. Uh, the orders are going to... Mark, do we agree there, like, strong indications are high probability Edmonton's going to have to replace Oscar Clefbaum. Is that fair? Well, we haven't talked about their need for a second-pairing left defenseman, Bob, which is dire... And when you go on the list and you look at the UFAs out there who are second pairing, you know, who are left defensemen that you can get, boy, it's a thin list of guys coming to Edmonton. This is one last thing, and I'll stop talking. When they signed Nugent Hopkins, we, we talked about the value of a very good player who wants to play in Edmonton and how few and far between those players are. But what we've got here is a very good player who wants to play in Edmonton. And go find, go ask Alec Martinez, who's played in L.A. and Vegas. Is he coming up here to be your lefty? Go ask Alexiak, who's not as good a player as Keith. Go ask him if he's leaving Dallas to come up to Edmonton, right? If you don't get Duncan Keith, that's fair. Who are you going to get, Bob? Yeah, and I look at it like you got to replace. You got four point two million on LTIR, most likely for Clef Bob for two more years. Keith makes five and a half. Uh, except in real dollar values, he only costs you 3.6. So we're talking cap space. That's what we're talking about. The owner loves this trade, Bob. The owner loves this trade because the cap space is higher than the actual salary. Uh, Kurt says, here's my concern uh, with the cost of the trade buyout. The owners already have 
2.25 in dead cap space. With Mark's idea, they would add another 750k. Then there's Neil. Uh, if he's bought out, that's another two million. That means the Oilers are have five million in dead cap space for two years, plus two million the, uh, the following years to reduce dead cap. I think the Oilers would better off to go with Koskinen and Smith for one more year and trade Neal and their first round pick for a winger, third line center, address the goalie situation at the trade deadline next season. That one comes to us from Kurt. Hmm. Yeah, that's okay. Fair. It's an interesting perspective. I don't think Mark. I got to tell you. I don't think I'd trade a, for a 19th overall pick no. to, to get rid of James Neal. I just I don't I like didn't. the Neal side of that deal, but but for those of you who say live with Koskinen for one more year as your backup at $4.5 bucks, I can and see it, that. that. That's and, also a fair way to do it. And he said address it at the trade deadline. That actually makes sense to me. Uh, 780-496-0063, Ashley Five Floors text line. Spectre and Stoffer, if Keith was a UFA today, what would you sign him to at two years? It isn't five point five million. That's fair. Again, the real cost is three point six million. Two point one and one point five. You gotta factor that in. We're talking cap space versus the real dollar amount. Which some might say, all right, well you can make that argument for Chicago. The only problem with Chicago is it's four point six and four over the next two years if they buy them out. That's a that, that's a big number. Um Andrew D says, Bob, if, if Duncan Keith was available at a rental at the trade deadline, I believe most contenders would pick him up. Mark, do you agree with that? I do. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Brian S. says, play the kids, forget the hasbians. Then we have cap space to play with. Like the 80s, the Oilers were woefully weak at forward. Oh, he's now he's saying... Uh, we have two legit top six. We need six from Brian S. He hates Brian Nugent Hopkins, by the way. So he's he's, he's saying just play kids. <laughs> you know what, what else? I think we should add. Like, who's your left side D's here, Bob? You got Darnell Nurse as your top pairing. Yep. Let's say you get Keith as your second. Uh, you've got Chris Russell. To me, would be your your fourth lefty. And then what are you doing? You're bringing in a Slater Cuckoo game or someone like that. Caleb sure. Jones, I guess. If you Jared. move hypothetically, if you move Jones as part of the package for Keith, yeah. maybe that opens up the window to sign Cuckoo, and you have Cuckoo and Russell and Lagason. Remember, Lagason's okay. on a, a one way next. Lagason might be the guy Seattle claims uh, an expansion. Maybe. Remember this, though. If Oscar Clefbaum, the the issue with Oscar Clefbaum is he may come back in September and, and be able to play. He may come back in December and be able to play, right? And if he's healthy and he can play, and the doctors examine him and say, yes, he's healthy and can play, the Oilers have to play that player. They have to put him on the roster. So I guess I would say to you, Bob, if having Duncan Keith here – allows Oscar Clefbaum an easier entry, right? A a slower entry into his minutes, uh, maybe an extra couple months before he has to play. What if by what if by next April Oscar Clefbaum having been brought along a little more slowly is a really valuable player again? What if he's playing for you in the playoffs next year? On what LT- if your top 3D are Nurse, Keith and Clefbaum on the well, left side. Well, that would be interesting. What would you so- think about that? How so, good would your team be? Is my point. My only my only concern would be that Clefbaum hadn't played for a couple of years, so maybe you could find well, a way. Maybe there's a way you could get him in late in the regular season, so he got two or three games. Well, that's but what you, I'm saying. You yeah, uh, you're trying to Kucherov him. Maybe you Kucherov him and bring him in for the playoffs. 
not sure about that. But yeah, I, I think he needs to play. Mark, it's I agree. An, it, it, it's. I, I'm going to be looking forward to your piece that you're going to write today. It's been an an interesting conversation. At the end, of, here's the thing, Mark. I'm more open to experience on the back end and a goal. That like I I don't mind having a 24, 25, 26 year old goalie or a 21 year old super young goalie. That's a that's that's a stud. But I want to have an experienced goaltender, and I think Edmonton still. You know what? I mean, I'm even open to bringing Barry back, even if they sign Larson and get Keith. Like I would. Be uh, open you can't to... have all three. Yeah. Not with Darnell Nurse coming up next year. You can't have all three. Right. Except you'd only have Keith pretend. Here's a... now. Do you yeah. buy this? Do you buy that Keith's going to play more than two more years? Yeah, I do. Yeah, so do I. Whether he whether that's in Edmonton or not is another question. With you know, to me, Keith is is also serves as a pretty good placeholder for Broberg. Yes, he and does. after two years of Keith, you may say, you know what, Duncan, we liked what you brought, but we just we've got we've got Nurse, we've got Broberg, and we've got who knows Lagerson or Samarukov, but we don't need you. Maybe you do keep him at a much lesser price. Who knows? Uh, Phil Fear the Fin fan says, Bob, the Oilers making the playoffs next year? Question mark. He's a San Jose Sharks fan. Like, like Phil, the last two years, Edmonton's been 12th and 11th in the play. Yes, I think Edmonton's making it's. In fact, not only Phil, I'll say this back. I think it's going to be easier for the Oilers to make the playoffs next year than it was this year in the Canadian division. What do you think? Well, I think there'll be a playoff team for sure. It's my opinion that the team that's finished in second place both years. And remember, last year when the season stopped on March 20th, Edmonton was three points behind Vegas. They had about eight home games left. You know, I wasn't giving up on first place in the Pacific, frankly, for the Oilers at, at that stage. I think that's a fair statement to make. So this is a team that's been at or near the top of the Pacific or their division for two years in a row. And to me, there's no other. Absolutely, they're a playoff team, Bob. If they don't make the playoffs next year, it is a massive failure. Mark, great stuff. Uh, we'll talk on Friday, okay? All right, Bobby, thanks for the call. Yeah, look forward to the piece today. That's Sportsnet's Beck. It's 125. When we come back, we're going to uh, get to the Orders Now injury report for James H. Brown injury. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Three lawyers and your Oilers Now prospect report for Scott Arthur, Millwork, and Cabinetry. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 127 in Edmonton to the Oilers Now injury report brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters in injury law. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Here's Brendan Escott. 
All right, well, Alex Kalorn missed a third straight game with a leg injury, uh, suffered blocking a shot in Game 1. The expectation, though, even ahead of last night's game, was that he could draw in for Game 5, so we'll see about tomorrow. He'll be a game-time decision, no doubt there. Montreal is expected to roll with the same lineup as last night, meaning uh, just Barry Kokaniemi, a healthy scratch, and uh, John Merrill, Eric Gustafson sitting for Kulak and Romanov. We are going to have Sebastian Kosa coming up at 135 today, but as we go into the Oilers now, prospect report for Scott Arthur, Millworking Cabinetry, a legacy of excellence. Make your new dream home or custom renovation a reality. Visit scottarthurmillwork.com today. Brendan Escott uh, came up with the idea of uh, running a little bit of audio. Here is Edmonton Oil Kings President General Manager Kurt Hill talking about his goaltender, a protected first-round draft choice. Yeah, it truly is. I mean, the consistency is speaks for itself for this season and you know I've been asked that question a lot you know was it just this season because we're only playing the division or the numbers inflated but you know even when you look back to last season he was pretty he was pretty special and pretty exceptional for us and that consistency hasn't gone away I think uh, you know even at the end of the season here when you know we our team potentially didn't have much to play for when we won the division and you know that's when he played one of his best games our last game of the year at Medicine Hat after a six hour bus ride so you know this guy's dialed in he's like you said he's big he's athletic he's not holy like pucks don't get through him when you see what some of the bigger goalies and he's an extremely confident guy in the net so um somebody's getting a, a pretty established confident goalie that uh, you know as long as he's developed the right way as we know goaltenders sometimes they can be rushed but as long as an organization's willing to develop this guy the right way i think he's going to be something special there you go. That is Kurt Hill, GM of the Edmonton Oil Kings, talking about his goaltender, Sebastian Kosa, who is coming up next on Oilers Now at 135 after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.